Welcome to NFP, the Non-Fungible Podcast, with your host, D. Klein. Hey, this is NFP, the Non-Fungible Podcast, with D. Klein. Today, my guest is Flowering Youth. Hey, Flowering Youth, Barry Myrick, welcome to NFP. I'm so glad you're here today. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it's awesome. Uh, I've gotten to know your story a little bit over the last little while. So first thing first, uh, we got to talk dogs. Let's talk dogs. <laughs> I have a dog. What, what kind of dog? A miniature poodle. Nice. It's a wonderful dog. They're, yeah. they're the best, aren't they? Oh, dogs are amazing. It's actually the first dog I have ever owned in my life because as a kid, we had a cat, which cats are great, but they're yeah. not dogs. I'm sorry. But you've been you've been converted. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted a dog as a kid, but my parents didn't want the main. You know, all the it's more it is more work than a cat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That you was know. me. I was uh, bugging my my family, so I finally got a dog. Uh, what felt like my whole life, but it was I was literally like a nine or ten year old kid when I got my first dog. <laughs> <laughs> but but up until that point, I had bugged them for a dog. Okay. Um, so I've been, you know, it's been a lifelong love. I've had dogs my whole life. Um, up until the point of, uh, so, so Roxy, my infam infamous dog, yeah. um, kind of, I was, I moved to New York like six years ago, um, was working in marketing. It's what I went to college for, kind of had some experience in that. Um, I was, <laughs> I was marketing yogurt water, you know, that stuff like Kavita. Yogurt water? Yeah, it's no, not. It's not, stuff. it's not actually called yogurt water. There's some like some somebody makes fun of it and calls it okay. yogurt water. I forget, okay. like Nick Kroll, Nick Kroll or somebody. That's a joke. Okay. Uh, but it's like it's like pro probiotic kombucha kind of. Oh, like, I see what you're saying. Know, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. You know, um, so I was doing that and just like, oh man, this is. I can't just keep doing this forever. Um, and. And music is a tough business, you know, something mm -hmm. I've done, I've done my whole life. I've, I've since this is my first job. Um, I sold my first beat when I was 13 years ago, old, uh, which would be, you know, 24 years ago now. Um, so I've been, I've been online selling my art for a long, a long time. Um, mm -hmm. so, so I've kind of seen the goods and the bads of that. Uh, as far as, you know, when I was 13, there's maybe a hundred of us doing it. A thousand of us now uh every iphone has you can make songs with you know everybody sure. can do it uh, mm -hmm. it's really really saturated and it's a lot harder to to sell your music um and it's just a, it's a tough business you know it's uh it's not consistent so i was at a, a turning point where i was like I, I know music is not a good option in new york city where it's very expensive to live <laughs> i need consistency uh, marketing isn't fun. What do I love other than uh, music? So that, that's what led me to Roxy. I was like, well, dogs, clearly. <laughs> so I, I started looking for dog jobs. Um, and and yeah, found that one as a bed bug inspector. With, with yeah, yeah. Dog. So you were inspecting for bed bugs in like, I'm assuming like hotels and stuff like that. Uh, yeah, we do hotels, we do residential, we do commercial spaces, office spaces. And so um, this Roxy is trained to detect. Yeah. Bed bugs. Yeah, she was trained uh, at an academy down in Florida where the company would would buy the dogs from. Um, mm -hmm. And yeah, they come trained for with that ability, and they they do they really do know it. Like I, I think some people might hear it and be like, "Oh, that's crazy, no way." But 
So how you, the, you, what, how does it how does it like signal to you that it's found the bed bugs then? She, she scratches. So okay. it it's it's very adamant because they're they're rewarded with treats. Okay. Um. So she's not gonna like not let you know that she found it. She's gonna right. flip out and like I found it. Give me my treat. Ah. So he is. It's definitely very clear that they they found the bugs. Um. It's it, it's a it's a crazy it's a crazy critter. You know, prior to to COVID in New York, it was the thing that was causing uh, paranoia and. It's 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 a real problem. Um, so it, it's it's a good thing that we can utilize them to do it. Um, yeah, yeah. I would have always assumed it was some kind of I don't know device that would be used to find them. I, I had no idea. Yeah, I mean, dog. you if you know what you're doing, you don't need the dog. You can find them yourself. Um, mm -hmm. It maybe just expedites the process a little bit. Mm -hmm. um, but. Yeah, yeah. She, I mean, she was trained to do it, but she didn't want to do it either. That's 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 a lot of like a lot of people are like, oh, great. She, you know, a dog with the cause. Like, <laughs> you know, she she has a purpose. No, she just it wants took, to sit around and get treats. Yeah, she just wants treats. <laughs> that it, she did it because we we're making her do it. And the first year I was with her, she she fought me hard. I called her Cujo. Mm -hmm. um, like she would, she bit me several times. She destroyed really? every, yeah, she destroyed every leash, every collar, every harness. Um, soon as she was done inspecting, which would take her a minute in some places, she would say, let's get the hell out of here. Like job done. I got my treat. Why are you sitting here talking to these people? Like what the hell are we doing? So she would fight me for that. Cause I would have to talk to the clients for sure. Of course. You know, 20 minutes afterwards so that 20 minutes i'm sitting there have she's she's a, a pit bull mix oh yeah <laughs> so that was another thing all everybody's dog was a beagle and i got a pit bull mix so that is, that's, you don't see it in the pictures of her it doesn't look like a pit bull it, mix. it's yeah it doesn't look she looks a little smaller but she's a 45 pound uh half pit half senji mix hmm. um so she's uh like a pocket pit almost she looks like but I would show up places and people be like, that's not a beagle. <laughs> like, like, oh, no, she's part beagle, part beagle. <laughs> so what happened with this whole fiasco with you basically going to jail over all of this? What in the world? Yeah, there? it was wild. So, you know, I worked for the company for almost five years. Uh, COVID happens. They say, hey, you know, we're, we're going to furlough you um, unpaid. If you want to stay with us, you could change your job here and go join a branch of the company that's going to go do clean for COVID, right? Mm. Um, so I was just like, um, wait, no thanks. I'm not going to just ch change my whole career and dive into that next week. Like, you're not even offering me any ideas of what it, what it's about or, you know, uh, uh, that sounds like a bit much. I'll take the two weeks, you know, I'll talk to you soon. Um, two weeks later, hey, you're, you're laid off. Sorry. Uh, thank you for your for your hard work. We're gonna come tomorrow and grab everything, uh, but you're gonna keep Roxy, right? And I'm just like, yeah, of course. Uh, so they come, they grab all the supplies. So Roxy is in living you with this entire time, from day one, from the yeah, moment yeah, I yeah. went. Like yeah, yeah, the dog's been a part of your family from the beginning. My, my family. She sleeps in bed with me for five, the five years. You know, right. from st straight from Florida to my house. From my house, we go to work together. So it's right. we don't we don't go to an office. It was just right. it's me and her independent, uh, twenty four seven. Mm -hmm. I stop in the office maybe you know every other month to grab some su supplies. 
Uh, so it was a really independent gig is, you know, I get my jobs on my phone then I just show up. Mm-hmm. Um, so they came in, take all the supplies and I'm just like, well, Hey, I don't know what the hell's going on, but I got my dogs. Um, so, you know, we'll see, we'll see what happens. Um, three months pass, my lease is ending, you know, I don't have a job, wife doesn't have a job, Corona is pretty wild. Uh, so we decided to move back to Philly, where mm-hmm. my family's from. Um, and so we moved back there, I get a call from the company, hey, uh, we want we want the dog back. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, you know, they weren't offering me a job, they just were asking for the dog gave me a deadline to the asset. Yeah. The asset, the company asset. They said, mm-hmm. you, yeah, you have our asset. You know, you, you left this, the state without telling us with our asset, we want it back. Um, I'm like, well, I wasn't even your employee. What's the difference if you were- <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. What's the difference where I'm located? Uh, the dif- difference was they couldn't get the NYPD to show up at my door. Okay. You know, so that that was a that was thankfully something to my benefit. Had I still been in New York, I think I would have had some mm. some cops knocking at my door. You know, hey, you got someone stolen property. Right. Um, whereas, mean, yeah, technically it is, I guess. Technic, uh, if if they report it stolen and the way they did it, the way they went in ahead and that's what they did. So they gave me a deadline and said, "Well, you have till next week to return her by." When I didn't, they went and reported her stolen, said I, I left the state with their, their company property. She's valued at uh, 20 plus thousand, they said. Because um, of the training, right? Because of, tr- of the training, yeah. So they said uh, because of that, they, that would put it into uh, grand, grand larceny third degree, <laughs> a, a felony charge. Um, wow. Yeah, yeah, which, which is years, years yeah, sentence. Yeah, yeah. No small yeah. offense. No small offense. Um, so I'm in New York getting texts from NYPD detectives saying, you need to bring that dog. You need to call this back. Um, so at that point I get a lawyer, you know, just, I'm not talking to any cops. <laughs> <laughs> but, so I got a lawyer, had the lawyer talk to him. Um, and they, they pushed for like a month, you know, give, give us the dog back, give us the dog back. You know, we'll, we'll, we'll let this all go. Um, Finally, it came down to, you know, you need to come and turn yourself in for this uh, or we're going to make your life more difficult. You know, expedite the case mm-hmm. kind of thing. Get get the Philly cops to show up. Um, you know, you, you need to come in and face your, your charges. So I picked a, a day and time with them, uh, showed up and they arrested me. <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah. Uh, hand, handcuffed, fingerprinted, uh, got put in jail for for the day and night yeah it's pretty wild during 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 the wild times of the pandemic no kidding not a good place to be in new york city too you know it's packed it's not a yeah it was a wild summer last last year in new york city yeah yeah uh, with all with all the protests and, and stuff uh, of course the jails were packed <laughs> so i think that's part of why uh my processing took so long too um, I think okay. it's something that normally maybe would have just t- taken a couple hours, um, but um, yeah, it was, a, it, was, it was pretty, pretty. So wild where is this experience. going? I mean, here you are, you're in jail. Like, uh, where did this go from there? Like, obviously they didn't want to just relinquish the the dog after all of that. 
Yeah, yeah. So I mean, I I, I was in jail because I clearly I didn't show up with the dog. Um, of course. So so th- they put me in. Eventually, they uh, you know I got what my arraignment or whatever. Uh, they let me out on my own recognizance. Um, on top of that, the company filed a civil lawsuit as well. Uh, so I was being sued for like all kinds of crazy things, you know, you name it, every little thing they could think of right. su- suing me for. Um, but at least the, the, the way the criminal was, once I got out of there, I was kind of just out, like it moved slow slow mm-hmm. and they they weren't really gonna they they kind of said you know if you guys work something out we'll drop the the charges um but other than that i never really heard much throughout the process it's more so dealing with the civil case uh for like a year before um for yeah, a year. yeah for a year we we only recently just got everything done um i just got the criminal case dropped last week mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like it it's just freshly dropped. Um, now, wasn't this through some donations? Somebody saw your plate and kind of like reached yeah, out to you? So, like, what, what happened there? So we kind of, we reached a point where we were fighting this, this you know, civil battle for a while. Um, mm. And we were exhausting all our options. Just lawyer fees are, are pretty insane. And the amount of paperwork we were dealing with, we were kind of just like, wow, we can't, we can't keep up. We're dealing, we're going against a big company that is going to try and drain us uh through litigation yeah um so we decided to you know let's go to the internet let's let's start a campaign and and get some people behind let people know what's going on uh and see if we can even even the playing field a little bit mm-hmm. um so we started the, the the instagram gofundme campaign um and that helped that, that really helped us get going then through through that campaign, uh, New York media picked up the story. So uh, first local media, MI1 Spectrum picked it up. Mm-hmm. Then from there, uh, New York Post picked it up. Um, once they ran the story, it literally went around the entire globe. Like we, my wife and I like kept, we're, we're running the account and we literally got messages from like every con- continent, maybe not like North Pole, I don't know, but... <laughs> Uh, you know, like everywhere. I was for months straight. I was Google translating so I could respond. Like I wanted to respond to every single person. That was my goal. Wow. Like, um, you know, every single person I wanted to take the time and give them a personal response. I don't care if it was in Russian and German or whatever it was. So I translated every single one. I followed every single person back, um, wrote them, you know, a, a, a personal message, not just like a generic one. Um, and really just, you know, sh- tried to show people who showed love, show, show it back to them. Um, mm-hmm. And it was it was a wild ride. Uh, we had CBS Inside Edition doing stories with us. Um, we just did uh, spent a day with the Dodo, who's going to run a video feature. So it's it's not done. I just did a dog podcast last week. <laughs> like, it just keeps... Roxy's a sensation. She's a sensation. And to be honest, she's what got me into the NFT world. Is that right? Um, yeah. I, and now I never did anything with her. You haven't seen a Roxy collection from me. No. Um, but that was my first thought of like, I need to raise some money to fight these okay, legal bills. Yep. Um, so maybe I do an NFT of Roxy to 
to to to raise funds. This is still an idea that I, mm -hmm. I have that I want to do someday. Um, and the 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 idea being, you know, give give a percentage of the the sales back to people fighting for their animals. Mm -hmm. um, so I think it's something you'll see from me one day uh, for sure. So are you in a place now with Roxy that that's all resolved or are they still on your yeah. case about some stuff? Nope. Nope. It's all done. Um, actually it's not, <laughs> it's done as far as litigation is done. Case case is settled, settlement signed. Um, and criminal case was just dropped. So litigation is done, but there are, I still believe it or not, owe money. Okay. And already the total cost has been over $30,000. Oh man. Um, so yeah, I'm not out of the woods, but legally I'm out of the woods. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that that's good to know. I mean, it's yeah. a shame She's... that uh, the legal system kind of screws you over when it comes to the, the costs involved with it, even if you're yeah. on the winning side. Yeah, exactly. I was on the winning side and uh, financially not, not so much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's crazy. But, huh. but ultimately it all was for one reason and that that reason happened and all that other stuff is going to work out um yeah, i'm confident yeah. for sure that's awesome so let's let's look at it let's talk nfts you obviously have the musical nfts under flower your flowering youth collection yes and uh with that you've got like put together some video loops with that and let's talk about yeah those. what was your uh thinking with these pieces so my thought with, with those pieces is to kind of um, catalog my greatest hits, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. um, so I, with like I was saying, you know, making music for so many years, I've done thousands of songs, but there's only, you know, maybe 100, 200, 200 maybe at most if I'm really reaching. Uh, but there's there's only certain ones that really stick out as like things that would mint. Okay. Um, so that's kind of what that project is. And then it has little fun kind of offshoots where I mm -hmm. wanted to create uh, kind of in inspired things by what's going on in the community. So mm -hmm. take taking uh, avatars and making them music and making them dance a little bit. Um, just kind of bringing in some music to what's already going on what's your experience space. with that because it seems like musical nfts they don't seem to get as much attention as they, do, they don't at all it's wild because right. i pushed i pushed for so long before getting somebody to even look to be honest hmm. uh like my before i even had any interest it was maybe almost two months really uh okay. yeah yeah and it was like at the point where i'm like all right, maybe it's just, just not the time for this yet. Like mm -hmm. maybe the audience isn't there. Um, I think eventually, you know, I'm, I'm starting to see, I started to see people, you know, get it and understand mm -hmm. it a little more. I think people uh, expect some kind of visual element, right? Like to just do something that was purely musical doesn't seem like there's as much interest in that in NFTs. No, no, there's not. Because even with... Uh, with the Boris thing, it's something that mm -hmm. I want to mm -hmm. expand them to have a music because 
I noticed as soon as I did that right away in comparison to the music, everybody was interested. Like I dropped that collection and it sold out in it like immediately. Right. Um, like I was looking at that and there's like how many collectors there's 288 items with 125 different owners. Yeah. Yeah. So it's pretty crazy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and I mean, it's, it's essentially sold out. I think there's one left that I just dropped yesterday. Okay. Uh, of, of the ones I let, I dropped yesterday. So, you know, of the, all those, um, every time they're released compared to the music ones, I can't keep up with the boards. The music ones aren't sold out yet. Okay. Um, so, so kind of my, my energy and direction has been going there because there's, there's a market. Um, what was your thinking behind boars? Um, <laughs> so I, I actually saw an NFT that I, I, I never really bought. I just make them. I never buy them. Okay. Um, so I saw one that I was like, oh, I like this. I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to buy it. I think I'm going to buy an NFT. <laughs> Then a couple of days pass. I'm like, let me go buy the NFT I was thinking about. And I look and I can't afford it. <laughs> like, I was just like, what the hell just happened that I can't, like, I can't buy this NFT. It was just affordable a couple of days ago. Um, people were flipping it? Yeah, people were flipping it. I got, and I didn't have, I had no idea. I was, I'm making music NFTs, you know? I had no idea what the hell, why, how or why that was happening. Right. So, so I said, Oh hell no! F that. Okay, <laughs> uh, I'm gonna make a pro PFP, and I'm gonna always keep it the same price, and I'm gonna make it really badass. And let's go. <laughs> uh, so I, I just kind of my inability to afford one drove me to make something <laughs> something affordable for people. Okay, I get it. Yeah, yeah. So I never increased it over you know 0.02 when I put it out. Mm -hmm. um, some have resold for like, you know, point one, 0.5, point 0.1, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, up there. So people are flipping them for pretty good, but I'm keeping them the same. Um, but even then, like I dropped the first hundred for free practically, just like, let's go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. You know, just, well, that's kind of nice with OpenSea how you can do that, right? Yeah, yeah. You can kind of just do whatever you want, whatever, however yeah. you want to do it. So that's your 301 total though. So what happens when you get the 301? Um, so that's, that's, that's kind of what I'm going to explain with a, a new roadmap coming up. Mm -hmm. um, Cause I want to expand it, expand the boards for sure. Mm -hmm. um, and I want to make these, the owners here, the people who helped me get here, get rewarded by okay. that. Um, so kind of the plan is to give them stake in, in the expansion of the boards. Okay. Um, so like like those hundred plus owners uh giving them a certain percentage of the sales of the next mass mint oh, um and keeping these like the og right. badass boards stockholders uh almost you know stakeholders and and where this goes so this will be another uh, collection that's related to badass boards somehow yeah yeah exactly a, okay. a whole separate collection related to it um but with without uh taking away from this collection so i right. feel like i learned a lot with the first one mm -hmm. and i think it's smart to stop at the 300 like i've been saying mm -hmm. or the 301 uh but the 301 the emperor badass war i've been talking about being the the key that unlocks stake in the next next sports project can you explain 
Um, so kind of the, the, the thought I'm still, I'm still like really working out how I want to do it, but mm -hmm. is to make it like battle of the boards, make them make a fighting game out of it. Oh, okay. Interesting. Then, uh, these owners get not only a stake in this game, they also can compete in it. I'll give them, you know, airdrop them one of the competitors in this, in this game. Um, but that's that's the, the the part I'm trying to work out is like you know do I make it like a card series or something along those lines uh, where like how do I work out fair competitions and who wins and you know mm -hmm. um, so kind of like a collectible gaming gaming spinoff of the mm -hmm. badass boards since they're all they all have weapons and stuff it's it's already kind of built in uh, to the whole story of them right. Um, yeah, because you know you basically would have different attributes assigned to them based on, yeah, whatever it is that their items are exactly. in the particular. Exactly, weapon. then kind of like expand on that. Have some that are more rare than others that are gonna you know just kick ass right away if you put them in a fight. Um, yeah, and kind of get people excited to collect different ones. Um, so I'm, to to do it, I'm I'm even bringing on different artists to kind of help me. Is that right? Because okay with the scope of it because i mean i've literally been just hand drawing everything myself yeah i was going to um, ask you about the process so you know clearly you have a bore template at the heart of it but yeah yeah doing all kinds of stuff with that what was your process for doing this um so that was essentially the bore template was probably one of the hardest ones then mm -hmm. from there there's been some hard kind of like one of ones that i've done like i did a space bore series that was kind of mm -hmm. uh you know, almost restructuring the, the whole thing. Um, but kind of come up, coming up with what is the badass board, then just deriving it in all different formations. Like what made him badass was he's got a bandana and piercings um, and looks mean, but then kind of like how he can appear in different, different ways. What tools are you using for this drawing for creating? Um, on everything on iPad. Um, oh, nice. Yeah, I do uh, Procreate. Sweet. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's it's a pretty powerful tool. Oh yeah, I love it. So all the glitch, uh, all the glitch stuff. That's the built-in uh, GIF creating glitches that you've got happening there too. Then. Yeah, yeah. So then I'll go and animate it uh, post drawing, post illustrating. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, kind of add a little extra element to some of them mm -hmm. that's cool so i mean i'm looking at these and i because i use procreate all the time i'm just thinking about all the little tricks you're doing here so, you know I, <laughs> when i have people on i'm always like oh you probably notice you can probably pick it up then if you're using, using the program yeah 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 uh, so no and it's funny the crazy thing is like like you know like i was introduced to you through the music um I've literally, well, as far as like, uh, I would, as far as my musical NFTs mm -hmm. is what got me onto your podcast. Okay. Um, but by that time I started drawing. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't, I well, don't how know. long was the process for making all of these? I mean, 300, that's a lot. I did some zombie punks, but I only did like 20 of them. Yeah. Uh, it was, it was quite a lot of sleepless nights. I definitely went. I was going hard and my wife is like, what the hell are you doing drawing so many 
pigs. Like, what the fuck is going on? But this uh, pig yeah. has a bandana. Yeah, she's like literally like looking at me like, "Have you lost your mind?" Then I drop, then I drop it, and it sells out. And she's like, even more so, like, "What the <laughs> hell is good?" Yeah, so I I just kind of came up with the idea, then just went really uh really hard into drawing. Um, so How long been, ago did you start these? About maybe forty five days ago. Wow. So you yeah. are you are going hard on this. I'm going hard. I, I just started about 45 days ago, and prior to that, I hadn't drawn since I was a kid, probably. Are you serious? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I paint every now and then, but like, it was a childhood passion for me. It's not like something I do. I make music. <laughs> That's a wild. So I, yeah, I just got really motivated when I couldn't afford to buy a damn avatar. I was like, I'm making one. I'm making money, affordable money is one. definitely a motivator for sure it's a, mo- it's a motivator yeah and it's nice to see them flipping for higher prices too because of course the whole royalties game is a big thing for you yeah yeah and also i think it gets, it gets people excited like they yeah, yeah, they yeah. can get get they can buy a couple keep one make their money back kind of thing mm-hmm, um mm-hmm. like i just saw someone yesterday they bought up uh i dropped a wizard one and i think they bought like four of the five right away right yeah then they tr- turned around and made their money back Someone's day. asking eleven Ethereum for one of yours. Nice. <laughs> I, hope, I, I hope they get it. That would be all right. I hope they get it. I really do. I hope they go on vacation and have a badass boards t-shirt. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I did want to ask you a little bit more about the music though, because you did just recently release an album on Spotify. I Night, did. Nightshade. I actually had Night, to listen to it. Nightshade. <clears throat> I was saying in my last episode before a podcast, I always have a. Sorry, I got a drink of water. Water. Yeah. I always go for a little walk and listen to some music. Nice. <clears throat> and so I listened to to the album. I really like that piece, uh, Ruckus. You know, with the cello. Going that's my favorite. That's my oh, is personal it? Okay. favorite. That yeah, was, yeah. Of the album, it was the one I liked the most. Nice. That's the most meaningful one. <clears throat> really? Uh, Can you talk about it? So that one is a very Philly song. So I'm I'm from Philly, kind of. Uh, it's my my home. I lived there longer than I lived anywhere in my life. Um, the the two featured artists are uh, Kari Mateen mm-hmm. and Koof Knotts. Kari's playing the, the, the cello and Koof Knotts is on the second verse and I'm on the first verse in the beat. Okay. Um, Koof Knotts is a Philly MC that's been, you know, even he's an OG. Before I was there, he's played with Lauren Hill, with Bruce Springsteen. He's toured the world. He's he's an underground kind of like uh, I don't know how to describe him, but like he's an underground MC. He's okay. he's a true true independent artist um, that's been doing his thing for a while. So he's one of my first friends that I met in Philly and one of my longest musical collaborators. Mm-hmm. Um, and Kari is someone he's Emmy. He was won an Emmy for his work. He's been nominated wow. for a, for a Grammy. Uh, he's worked with the the roots with with all kind of uh songs with the roots um so he's a he's a special talent that guy he's something else so to have just these two people on this song is is an honor to me mm-hmm. um then let alone what the topic is about for me it's about uh when i was a little kid my parents split up and i moved to seoul korea uh oh wow from the age of like four to five so for like two almost two years of, of my little childhood life 
Um, and I went there and lived with my grandparents. Then I moved back to America to start school. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's kind of what my my motivation was. The song I was just kind of reminiscing about my first memories of life were were there. Mm-hmm. And that song is kind of about that and the journey of uh, of friendship and music. So like. Um, that to kind of coincide this this journey like my mom used to always say to me like worry about when i was kids she said worry about your friends later you're always gonna have friends you're always gonna like <laughs> don't worry about your friends and stuff right now um but i think it's you know that it's very important the friends that you make along with the art that you make as right. well what struck commu- me in the song community. is just this blend i like personally is for me is the blend of kind of beauty and like melancholy and they kind of yeah go together yeah. you know what I yeah mean? It, it definitely has the the two it's beautiful cellos of course lend themselves to that right they do and it's something about that that one every time during coops verse when it gets to the second chorus i'll get like goosebumps hmm. um and I can't describe why it happens or what the reasoning is, but it happens with me with certain songs, not often with ones I create, if ever, um, but certain moments and certain songs will bring this like subconscious feeling, uh, emotion. Um, and that one does it for me. So that, yeah, I'm, I'm glad you pointed that out because that's the favorite one for me. And that's cool. There's something cool there. Yeah, this was yeah. not planned ahead, audience. That was. <laughs> <laughs> not at all that's really cool yeah it's have you looked at putting your music as like a collection on open sea of some sort like you know like for example if you were to take that song ruckus mm-hmm. with say like a video with it and make like i don't know a thousand copies of it or something like that i've i've thought about something like that i i was curious if there would even be a market for it considering i tried the music one before and i did right. like i i did a, a tape of ruckus mm-hmm. uh prior to releasing it that did sell right away so um that kind of promotion of the album seemed to have worked i did just one of one kind of like this is the song here's the okay. nft for it and people seem to grab those and and with those i was unlocking like previews to, to listen to the song uh before it even released um but it was very one of one. So it wasn't, you know, a big, a big market by any means. I wasn't doing a hundred mm-hmm, copies mm-hmm. Of, of each one. Um, but I've, I've had those, those thoughts. Um, Cause with the gas free open sea storefront, there's really no cost to it. Like you could experiment, no, right? Like, you yeah, could... yeah, you could, you could definitely, you, you have a point. Uh, there's no, once you pay your dues, you're in there. Yeah. I mean, obviously um, if you've got a thousand sitting there, you probably want to, delete them at some point if they're not but i yeah. mean what, what's nice is you can experiment you can try something and see if it has appeal i don't know i just yeah. i look at spotify and i think that's a tough gig like spotify is brutal for trying to get any kind of revenues from that do you know what i mean it's it's brutal i've uh, and like i i try to explain this to friends musical friends that I, i've been trying to get into nfts for a while mm-hmm. just like guys the system is against us it's gone against us <laughs> it's not here to help us anymore let's let's start a new a new system a new way for musicians to to share and get rightfully compensated for their art yeah um 
Well, but also just directly sell it. You don't have to go through directly. some don't middle to, man who's taking yes. the majority of the cut, right? Yes, and taking his months of t- sweet time to get it to you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, just why? Why not go directly to the people that want it um, mm-hmm. and build yeah. build that? Yeah. I could just see it having like maybe a cover art by somebody that you work with. Mm-hmm. And then it's just the music that comes with this NFT. I don't know. I have no idea how those sell. I don't know what the popularity of them are. I, I know the visual space. I don't know yeah. a lot about music space um, and NFTs. I'm I'm trying an idea of that with an, an artist friend of mine. Where okay. We're, we're going to do like a mass kind of edition of an album. Um, and you know, do like maybe thousand copies. And mm-hmm. he's also, he's also an artist that does, does paintings. So have him do uh, illustrations for it. Mm-hmm. And it, it'll be the first a- attempt for me to try and do like a, a mass minting of a singular thing, mm-hmm. a singular music thing rather. Mm-hmm. Um, like I've, I've never tried that, but I, I I'm going to, I'm going to give it a shot with him. I think there's a, a chance. Um, and it's what it's it's something like I, w- I wanted to do with them a long time ago, and I think because of things that have happened recently, like this hip hop guy Tory Lanez puts an album out and sells a million copies right away and gets all the money directly to him right away, mm-hmm. and all of a, all of a sudden all my friends are interested now. Yeah, <laughs> they all all of like, a wait sudden, a minute, uh... <laughs> they all just got it last night, like. Right. <laughs> yesterday i was uh, so busy like i was talking to three musicians all day um because they're like okay i see what you're saying let's let's do it just let's go um, yeah they need to see somebody having success with it yeah yeah exactly so i think once they see it work out and how it cuts out the middleman and how you can really there is an audience for it um in a market that they're gonna they're already so I, See, I think the, the other thing is, I mean, obviously you can still have the music on Spotify. There's nothing, it's not hurting yeah. Spotify, right? Yeah, what it is, yeah. is it's opening up another avenue for people to access your music and for you to benefit from it financially and for yeah. them to have something that's a little more collectible in regards to it, right? Absolutely. And to be uh, the freedom of creativity, you can only do release music on Spotify one way, um, mm-hmm. but you can you can create the NFT to do so many different things uh as creative as creative as you really want to get yeah Um, so i think the possibilities are are endless and and we're all still so early my idea was to create a a catalog of music that holders can access and license for Mm -hmm. free so once they have the token they can uh, unlockable sort of idea unlockables you can use it for your podcasting song or a film or something uh, basically, you get a royalty-free license as long as you hold it to go go and utilize this music, and then you get a catalog of music from. Because all my friends are musicians, that they're going to be down for this. They can put unreleased material, exclusive content for their drops, um, and give give them all an avenue to be able to present music in a in a different way, mm-hmm. um, and and there and I have like maybe three four really solid people down down for this idea um now i think the badass boards people don't get the idea i kind of like right. mentioned it to a few of them and they're like well you know why would you expand that's a whole different category so i think some of them don't i think some of them do get it um 
Well, the idea being that the IP is the badass boars. It's just another collection in relation to the it's IP. A, it's another collection in relation that builds brand value, ultimately. Sure. Um, it's all like these if guys. If you have badass boars figurines and you have badass boars posters, I mean. Yeah, it doesn't affect yeah. it. It's, and especially if all these guys have, you know, 10,000 followers on their platforms, yep. it brings a lot, lot of eyes and value to, to the boars as a whole. It mm. legitimizes it, everything. Yep. It, it puts real life, uh, it makes it real. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, it's wild yeah so wild stuff <laughs> so where do we go from here what's happening next for you then um so we got 12 more wars to to drop before the 300 then yep. at that that number i'm going to do the the roadmap update and kind of let people know what they're going to get kind of some of what i told you about mm -hmm. um and incorporating music it's a it's a big focus for me um it's it's one of the like it's my first collection it's the one i pushed the hardest it's it's my life uh one of my biggest things i've done in my life uh, as far as spent the most time doing mm -hmm. um so it, it means a lot to me to be able to uh get music in the digital space right um and i don't feel like it's been done right yet but um, now there aren't those barriers there you can just try it See I can just try different yeah exactly so I, I want to just try all these different ways with all, all these different artists and see which avenue will work mm -hmm. um, cool. I, I can I can draw boars all day but um, <laughs> well for someone who never draws it's pretty damn good. <laughs> well hey thank you <laughs> but I think yeah music music is a is a place where my heart is at too sure um, so I I want to tie tie it all together um mm -hmm for cool. sure awesome well hey uh, thanks for spending this time with me i'm happy that you're enjoying your time with roxy thank you we're, are we're you back in brooklyn now or are you in philadelphia now yeah yeah we're back in brooklyn we back, back a couple couple Good months deal. ago um okay. glad to be back back home so it feels, feels yeah. great i've i've been there once and i loved it yeah i wanted well, to hey. go back last year and then covid and i couldn't go yeah let me know anytime um one of my good friends basically said i'm bringing him into the boards and he said if you ever have people from the nft community that come through you got free admission to uh museum of modern art so awesome there there we go sweet well we'll be on display in the museum of modern art we won't need exactly that's well, yeah that's the goal that's the goal <laughs> we get in there for free because well not us our art we're in there yeah <laughs> <laughs> Great. I'm just picturing a wax figure of me standing there in MoMA. Oh, that's <laughs> one day, one day. No. All right, right on. Well, hey, thanks for uh, having that chat, and uh, good luck to you. And uh, yeah, thank you. Thanks for having cool. me on. It was, it was great talking to you. Right on. Take care. Take care. Thanks again for listening to the Non Fungible Podcast. See you again soon.